Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steve M. Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Hello and welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking with me, Steve M. Nash, and my co-host, transformative coach, Antti Vanhanen. How are you doing, Antti? I am doing fantastic and I'm very happy to be back after our long summer break. So, so um, very happy to be here. How about you, Steve? I'm curious to know what we're going to talk about today, Antti. Um, mm-hmm. I thought we could talk about oneness. Oneness. And maybe we could, you know, chuck in free will as well. Maybe um, mm. there seems to be there seems to be more and more conversations about oneness. If you listen to Garrett Kramer, anyway, and free will, and um, I'm also I've also been watching a few videos uh, outside of the scope of the three principles uh, non-duality videos. Hmm. Uh, particularly by a man called Fred Davis, and um, it, it's starting to fascinate me this notion of oneness. And I know oneness appears in the inside understanding somewhere. It, it's there, but I'm, I'm just curious. So um, I'm. I, 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 I'm curious to what you understand by oneness, Auntie. So I'm, I guess I'm going to sort of point my fingers at you. Oneness, Auntie. Tell, tell me what you know. Yeah. And then maybe you might sort of say something afterwards. Reveal all, Auntie. Okay. Yeah. Please, please do. Yes, um, please do. What does well, it mean to you, for example? Do, does it mean anything? Well, off the, off the top of my head, uh, what I see is oneness is that we are all part of a tightly interlinked and, and, and connected system. That one way to think about it is that before there was the Big Bang, if indeed there was one, and there probably was, according to uh, the people who should know, um, you know, there was just, there was just one thing, right? Whatever it was, and then the Big Bang and, and everything blew up, blew apart. And who we are, we are just a continuation of that Big Bang. Right, that whatever that energy was that caused it to like expand, you know, the universe is still expanding. You know, we're expanding. This this life that's happening, all of it is just that. That you know, we are the we are the energy of the universe. We are the universe. Like we are not we're not in the universe. We are the universe. And and so that's one way uh, I kind of I I look at oneness. Um, Another, perhaps, a more spiritual angle to to this is to see that, uh, or to think about oneness, is that rather than this, um, like, me being a separate self, like, separate from the world, that I am, to this idea that I am what is inside this sack of skin, right? Yes. And then then there's the world. 
and that to me is is like it's it's duality and and oneness is in fact that for me that you know the whole world everything takes place in in in, our, in consciousness that there is no no object or sensation or experience or thought or feeling that we can experience outside of consciousness you know which which is to say that everything takes place within consciousness and and to me what oneness points to is um, that consciousness is the fundamental building block of of the universe and not matter and and we are all part of the same consciousness all characters within one dream yes and see that is lovely what you've just said um, I don't think I have to say anything so maybe we'll have <laughs> silence for now for another 20 minutes um, it's beautiful thank you auntie um, you are you are I love how you articulate things and uh, what you said is lovely and I agree and I feel if I said it it wouldn't come out as lovely as you said it so well, I'm I sure if you said it it would come out lovely just in a different way and then <laughs> then probably I'd hear something in it that I don't see right now <laughs> who knows yeah. I, 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 this is just my uh, noticing you know okay, so we'll, um, we'll, we'll do another podcast next week where we just change <laughs> roles but do the same topic well well let, maybe um, yeah. what I will say is I heard about this oneness malarkey um, we're all one we're all connected kind of heard it and it sounded like a self-help mantra and I, I kind of got it I kind of thought, oh yeah, we're we're all part of this sort of community, one community full of individuals, but one, one, we're on one planet, uh, and I kind of, oh, it gave me the sort of warm fuzzies, and um, oh yeah, I quite like that, even though some of us are a bit crazy, you know, some, some, mm. some you know, like some of these Donald Trump types, to pick a random person's name, you know, out of the hat, um, but I, I kind of got this oneness, but it, it sounded like, it sounded fuzzy and new agey and, and some part of it I got and some part of it sounded like a load of, you know, bollocks basically to, to use a, an English expression. And then there was this spiritual notion that you mentioned and I, and I got it a bit more, but still, and this is, in the last sort of few weeks, this it, this oneness makes a lot more sense to me because of this man called Fred Davis, YouTube. Have a look, and he was he was he was doing this. He was asking this question: Who am I? That that many spiritual teachers encourage us to inquire: Who am I? Who am I? Hmm. And he was basically um, he and others just getting me to to ask that question of myself and i guess i think i am steve m nash and um you know i'm a transformative coach i'm 53 i'm not married um have lots of relationships blah 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 you know that's who i am mm. and 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 there's this is an entity or as garrett kramer might call it an activity going inside on inside of me all of the time kind of uh i'm this and then i'm that i'm a kind person i'm a mean person i'm a i'm a person that gets it i'm a person that doesn't get it and this and and i identify with that sort of 
entity. That's who I am. And yeah. as long as that, as long as I believe that entity is who I am, the, there's no oneness because I'm that entity. And what I've started to see is if I'm not that entity, if I don't really exist, I just think I do, then what's left is oneness. And somehow that, what I've just said, makes a little bit more sense than it ever has done. Uh, if I'm not my personality, and if this ego is just an arising and a falling and an arising, what else? What else is there? What, what else if not that? Mm. Like And like, I guess I've always had an awareness, and maybe that's an awareness of my personality, my behaviours, but there's also been an awareness, maybe of awareness. There's been this other, just this this observer, this watcher, Maybe that is oneness. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, and I think it's it's. I suppose one way to look at this is that there's the there's the relative, and then there's the absolute, right? And and relative is is everything that you know, like something is 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 something in relation to something else. For example, good is good in relation to bad, or or hot is in relation to cold, or um, up is in relation to down, and, and man is in relation to woman, and alive is in relation to dead, right? Like that's the kind of, the, the dualistic worldview, right? So yeah. everything is relative. And so, so then you have the absolute, or you could say oneness, that contains everything. And at first glance, it kind of looks like it's the opposite of relative, but it can't be because... Uh, oneness or the absolute it contains everything which means it also includes the relative or the duality yeah right so even when we are uh seeing things from a from a dual or, or relative perspective it's still part of oneness does that make sense again i i, I um, love how you articulate yeah, thank God. This. Because if you asked me to explain that, I would have been. Uh, I'm just going to say the same thing in roughly the same words. So. No, so so. Um, tell me uh, your experience of this oneness. Um, you know, like uh, maybe the last ten years. Say, uh, okay. when did you come across it? What difference does it make now, if any difference? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, it's a good question. Uh, I think I came across it when I, when I came across the, the three principles and the, the concept of, of oneness. I remember it, it, it fascinated me, but I didn't really understand it. And I think if I look at, for example, the book that I wrote, it's the one thing that isn't in there because I didn't, at the time when I wrote it two years ago, I didn't feel uh, comfortable enough to, to articulate it yet because I didn't see it so clearly I, I didn't know what to make of it but it, it sort of comes down to what you just said earlier about uh, what you heard Fred Davis say that if, if you just surrender uh, all your all your labels and and expectations and and just general thinking about the world and you just sort of get on with it like you just you just live 
instead of like you know thinking your way through life you live through life then it becomes oneness because we no longer differentiate so much between ourselves and other it's just this constant unfolding and the more i look at it from that perspective without labels and concepts and and, and expectations the more the the fluid nature of life reveals itself to me that the world is not fixed the way i thought it was for you know probably the first 39 years of my life but that really it's it's incredibly fluid and and i've started to see you know like one of the, these things that people say in the three principles community all the time is that our eyes aren't cameras that they're actually projectors yeah and and uh i've come to see that i used to i used to kind of go like okay yeah that makes sense more from like an intellectual perspective but i didn't really see it for myself and and now i see that every single person is is doing the best they can given how the world looks to them so if if the world looks you know the world looks threatening and scary uh then it's only common sense that that we will hide and and then seek safety right and if it looks like it's full of opportunities and beautiful things then it only makes sense that we go out there and 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 participate so uh the world is what we project onto it you know that the that whether it's scary or threatening or beautiful or or full of opportunities it's really none of those things it's just energy out there and then we have this incredible ability to um you know produce sound or or light that because you know if it's if it's all energy out there uh and there were no ears then there wouldn't be any sound and if there were no eyes then there wouldn't be light so it is our kind of the mechanism of our of our brains or whatever it is that gives us the ability to see that to bring to create this world out of nothing so to speak and and so for me that's kind of all part of oneness that that we create the world that we live in and and we can't change ourselves without changing the world I like that. Again, Auntie. Hmm. I think I must be in a very anti-appreciative mood <laughs> right now. Or, or, or I am speaking Steve's language today. That's, a, that's, no, another, I, that's another option. Um, no, you're definitely speaking anti-language. Okay. Um, one of the things I also can see is, as well as the benefits that you've kind of mentioned, when we see ourselves as the character and we're less identified with it, we probably can just sh- allow ourselves to show up in different ways and just be lighter with our experience. You know, um, uh, we can share, we can interact, we can be right, we can be wrong. And there's just a lightness with it. Mm. We, dare I even say an impersonal asp- um, quality to it. You know, just almost be curious how life shows up in, as Fred Davis would call it, this unit, the mm. unit called Steve M. Nash, or the unit called Auntie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've actually, it's fascinated me so much that I wanted to talk about it in this podcast, but also I've started a series of videos um, in the last couple of days on the theme of who am I? Mm-hmm. And I, I've kind of created um, some personality traits like uh, that I've noticed in myself. I came across this understanding, the three principles. It changed my life, how I, everything makes sense, and yet there's still a disharmony I'm aware of, and I'm fascinated. And so I look at, it sees, it seems when I don't, want, I don't like being wrong, I don't like being criticised, I don't like not getting it, I don't like, I compare myself to others. This is the character that I seem to have taken on, and my videos are kind of exploring those traits one at a time and wondering well where does that come from um what happens if i did like being criticized you know at all in a way of sort of like just being it's my little way of being looser with the character that is steve m nash Mm. at the moment yeah you know and like what difference does it make you know with getting a job or getting the girl or getting the client or relaxing into life and i'm not saying that this is this has a practical use particularly but it does seem i know that when when i've came across the three principles and there's this sort of sense of it's a thought it's a feeling it's just a thought mm-hmm. and i see that steve m nash is just a thought or a series of thoughts and those thoughts do not have to be believed. It just, it seems like the three principles understanding is just a natural consequence of keep going with it, keep going. And what do you find? Like, like I, I'm, oh, look, I'm angry. So I've got an angry thought. Mm. And then I'm happy. Oh, there's a happy thought. And I'm, I'm connecting with somebody. So maybe I don't have many thoughts on my mind at all. Mm. But, but never. The thought of Steve M. Nash, that never, that, that never gets looked at. That's just assumed to be true. Yeah. And I don't think it is. And, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because um, I was listening to a short snippet of, of Sam Harris on, on Russell Brand's podcast, and he was talking about um, neuroscience. And there is no one region in the brain where, where the self or the, or the ego or the identity would be. Right? There is no part in the brain where it is. It's, it's a creation of the whole thing. Then, and yeah. there's no one place where it all comes together. Right? So, so what you're saying actually jives perfectly with, with what neuroscience knows about uh, how the human brain works today. And I cannot remember um, the source of this, but it was, it's about, it was a BBC program radio 4 program about memory mm. and and I've only got so far but so far what they're saying is it's it's not a recording device it's not a storage device if it's anything and this is the thing that's really fascinating think if it's anything it's a creation device it's we our memories we create memories we don't pull them back and and sometimes we, cre- we, we, we think of a, a, a point and then we think of it again and think of it and we create something subtly different each time and yet that's the memory it's a memory but it's not we're creating it we're making it up basically 
Mm. And memories identify who we are quite a lot of the time. My past, mm. my behaviors, my values, my beliefs, the causes that matter to me, all of, you know, my, my, my struggles, the drama, all of that makes, as Garrett Kramer puts it, the activity that you could call the ego stronger. Yeah. Or Eckhart Tolle calls it the pain body. It becomes more alive. This entity inside us that's kind of like a, yeah. dare I call it, a parasite. It's a little bit unkind, that isn't it? But but uh, oh. none of uh, none of none of the people I've listened to say fight the ego because mm. that makes the ego stronger. It's just notice, maybe even welcome, but don't take it seriously. And so, and so, yeah. And and to kind of just carry on from what you said is that the. The ego is also just a manifestation of our creative potential of thought, and and so it, as soon as we fight a thought, we basically just strengthen it. So yes. uh, it's much more useful just to see it for what it is, and and then just let it be, and then that's how it kind of, um, or lack of a better word, it stays in check rather than taking over and and turning into because the ego wants to turn everything about me right yes things are happening to me it's I, not interesting oneness that's yeah, for sure exactly and it doesn't exist like uh in in, in the present moment it, it needs the past and the future so it can have an identity yeah. and so it can project itself into the future and come out with threats and enemies from which it needs to to guard and protect itself and and, and, and that's the playground of the ego. That's what it wants to do because that's how it, it justifies its own existence. Just like you look at any organization, whether it's a firm or a, or a team or, or something, sooner or later, almost all of them, they become about, uh, one of their, their number one priority becomes about sustaining themselves. Yeah, right? growing, it, it, growing. Yeah, or, or, or like lasting forever. For example, yeah. you see like these football programs in, in, in America and they might have had like sexual abuse and whatever. And rather than just coming out and facing it, they try to minimize its impact uh, by sweeping as much of it under the rug as they possibly can so that the institute, the football institution isn't threatened. The survival instincts, yeah. Yeah. And as you put it earlier on in this uh, podcast, are doing what seems best from a particular perspective, from a particular understanding of the world, that's them doing their best collectively. Yeah. yeah. Surviving, not realizing, hmm, yeah, I don't know, they, they don't really exist. It's just, it's a, you know, I, I see more and more some things like, like uh, Star Wars. Hmm. The films, people, a lot of people really like Star Wars and really buy into it, and they really, oh, they're all energized and moved by this, 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 this fantasy, this made-up 
actors acting together, creating a story, you know, special effects, and it's all made up by definition. People buy into it and believe it and become Star Wars fans and they buy all the merchandise and, and this film's better than that film and, it, and they identify with it. And it's, and it's obviously all made up. And then another film, nobody, nobody pays any attention to it and it bombs. Mm. And that's a bad film. And that was a good, Star Wars is good and this is bad and, and it doesn't catch the attention. We, we, you know, there's, there's this sort of, there's this attention happening. Uh, sometimes a lot of attention is paid. Donald Trump. Sometimes no attention is paid. And there seems to be sort of fight for attention as well. Yeah. And maybe the ego is wanting attention. Please pay attention to me. Yeah. It's, 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 it's all fascinating on an on a individual level, on a, a global level. It all seems to be the same dance unfolding. Yeah. Sort of a, illusion trying to make itself real all the time yeah and i think that in some ways i think it was rupert stira he he spoke in some youtube video that i watched he said that that the ego is is kind of the uh, our creativity you know it's, it's part of our creative potential that, yeah. and that's its purpose that it isn't kind of sort of how you said that it isn't like a negative or bad thing but it's sort of like anything in life that if you if you have no moderation it becomes a bad thing and in Finnish we have the saying that that uh, moderation in everything is a is a is a is a good thing including even in moderation itself yeah hmm. I guess it's um uh, are you are you in charge of ego or is, or is ego in charge of you like thinking thoughts what what a wonderful gift hmm. do you think that we are the ones that think our thoughts are we the thinker i probably not auntie but I guess I thought that I was for a long time. Yeah, and I think most of us do. It's one of the, um, usually the, the best conversations I have with my, with my coaching clients is, is that, you know, are we in control of our thoughts? Are we the thinker? And at first it seems like, well, of course I am. And then when we look more closely at it, it becomes apparent that we are more like a, like a radio receiver that you know the whatever mental energy that flows through space you know i don't know like how to how to how to like talk about these things exactly no but, no you mean but a transmitter of life perhaps. yeah it's like it's like you know like life's energy is being transmitted and then our mind is sort of like a kaleidoscope that we have kind of colored through our own experiences and meanings we've given things through our memories and then that light shines through that thing and that basically creates our thoughts because our thoughts are always they're about our life and our situation right yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. all of a sudden i don't have a thought of like what a what a whale might might all of a sudden experience under the water i just i don't have privy to that stuff just like yeah. a little child doesn't have all of a sudden a thought about 
you know, maybe I should use QuickBooks to do my taxes, right? Yeah. It doesn't have the ability to do that. So it comes through the, the, the filter of our mind and then it creates something. But it really seems to yeah. me that we, we just kind of receive those, those, those thoughts rather than create them ourselves. Yeah, it's starting to look to me as well like, like there are these universal energies, anger, frustration, um, mm. hopelessness, hope, uh, joy, and they're just there as energies. And we, as you said, we attract them or they, they attract themselves to us. I don't know how it works. And then I make it personal so that it, it can show up in me. I don't have somebody else's anger. I have my anger. Yeah. But 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 anger isn't. I don't think anger works like that. It's just anger. It's just an energy that I understand by making it personal. Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of like you're outside, and and, and there might be a wind, and you go like, oh, that wind is really cold, and somebody is like, oh, I love it. You know, like that that the autumn is coming, right? That, that we experience that same energy so differently. Yeah, so some people could enjoy anger, some people could, it could destroy them, some people could just let it come through them and sort of explode and then, they, then they're done yeah. and it's gone and they've forgotten it, yeah, you know? exactly. Um, but, but what we seem to do, we seem to take these energies personally because ego seems to like that. And then we have a story and we have something to solve and we, we have an enemy, we have the other, we have difference, we have a problem. Mm. And this this exploration of who am i do i exactly this looking in the direction of oneness whichever way makes sense to you all of that will drop away and and then it's just yeah this is me this is life showing up in, as me this is life showing up as you and and somehow there's it's just less personal it doesn't matter as much. It's more fun. It's a game. There's space. There's just space to notice. Space to listen. Mm. Space to be curious. Exactly. I don't know why. It, it's, I, it doesn't seem a practical thing to be looking at oneness in some ways. But I don't know. It just... Yeah, because kind of you, can, seems you interesting. can't see oneness. It's sort of like it's, <laughs> no, it, 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 it's sort of like trying to see the entirety of the ocean from un underwater, right? That all of it is the ocean. But, well, yeah, but I can't see all of it. Like whatever part I look at means that there's other parts that I won't be looking at. You know, and and so you you can't see your eyes other than in a mirror. Exactly, yeah. just like you can't kind of um, you know bite your own teeth. That, you know you, you can't it, touch your hand yeah exactly so so yeah it's it's these things that it has to be experienced and i think that's the big thing about oneness is that you are already one with everything and when you the more you realize that you know the the outside is just uh just a reflection of the inside but you know just because do you think that this is the border doesn't mean that the that that the outside is really the outside kind of like i think it was amir karkudi he wrote a, a a post on facebook once about how only half of our lungs are inside our body and the other half is outside our body in the form of trees and plants hmm. right 
that in the same way, you know, yeah. what 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 part of us is really on that side, and it's not really that there is an us. It's just that yeah. kind of like what part of water is is oxygen and what part is hydrogen is it's like okay we can make that distinction but when it's water it's just water right it's it's just one yeah i mean and you know amir is using that example where we're talking now we're talking we're using words we're using metaphors um the it you it can't be described like that and non-duality my understanding is not not two and so it, it seems the, the oneness is you you find it by finding what it isn't mm. and, I, and maybe you find it out who you are by finding out what you what you're not and i know that i am not my values my beliefs uh the football team i support yeah as much as it might well it makes up who you are steve no, it doesn't. It doesn't really. It really doesn't. Mm. But but we don't inquire like that because why would we? It's silly. It's a silly thing to do. Yeah. I, it it feels less silly for me. Yeah. And, right and, now. And and the way it looks to me that you know another for, word for oneness, which is everything, is is God, right? That the way yes. I see God these days, and I had a very kind of like anti-religion uh, opinion for, for much of my life, but the way it looks to me now is that God isn't something that's kind of on the outside looking in, kind of controlling all this. More that God is everything, right? God is me, God is you, God is this, this, this chair that I'm sitting on, it's this table, it's that tree over there, you know, it's, it's all of it. And when yeah. I when I speak about it that way, you know what it sounds like? It, it sounds like consciousness. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. so sometimes I, I I use this metaphor and and apologies if I've told this on a on a you know, on a previous episode of this podcast, but uh, I use the kind of the metaphor of the dream, so that you know when when you're dreaming, you you dream a world, you know, you make it up in your minds. There's, there's trees and there's benches and there's, there's buildings and, and, and there's TVs and there's TV shows playing and, and whatever else. And it's all a creation of the mind. And also all the characters that are in, in your dream, whether it's, um, you know, your, your girlfriend or your ex-landlord or, or your childhood friend, those are all not actually those people, but they are the creations of your mind. And when you are appearing in the dream, then you're also a creation of your mind because you're not actually there, right? That's, I think everybody agrees with this. And so then we wake up from that dream into what most people would call reality. And to me, this is, reality is just another, is, is, a, is just a dream of a different kind where it's everything is still made of thought including the world that we 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 see you know it's it's made of thought because i can't experience anything the way it really is i can't experience a tree as it is i can't experience water the way it is i can't experience any person the way it is i i project all those things so my mind creates all of them and this includes ourselves like you talked about that you know like well who is who is stephen nash or who is who is Auntie Van Hanen? it's also what we imagine like what we create from thought and and so then the question becomes then well who am i really then 
and and for me it's I am whoever is having this dream right now and and that to me is God the G word fancy yeah it's funny I wonder if you would ever imagine that you'd be having this type of conversation like 10 or 15 years ago oh god no like yeah I'm sure you, you would have you would have asked me and, and I'm talking about something in some ways I believe God exists and I would have I would have said like there's zero percent chance that's ever going to happen so what would a younger auntie make of this auntie then do you think do you think if, I'm running away from that guy he's a weirdo yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, w- I wonder if the younger me would hear something, or, or whether he'd been like, "All right, this guy's uh, he's a cook. He doesn't." What, know what what's he about. selling? What's yeah, he selling? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, what what kind of Bible would you like me to buy? Oh yeah, yeah. Those these words are so potent, aren't they? It's like God word. Uh, yeah. Universe. I mean, yeah. Um, They're so loaded with 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 meaning. And love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, God is just, it, it basically just means everything. It's, it's, yeah. it's oneness. It's, if, yeah. you can, if you could call all of this something, what would you call it? And I think I'd call it God, because I don't think there's another word for it. Yeah. I suppose oneness would be another one. Auntie? Steve? Thank you. I'm looking at the clock. Hmm. Yes, we are 36 and a half minutes in. I think we uh, better wrap this up and, and let people get on with uh, their own. Their individual lives. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> their separate lives. Uh, yes. Thank mm. you. I, I'm, thank you, Auntie. Um, I, as ever, I appreciated listening to what, what you see and how mm. you say it. Thank Likewise, I, I enjoyed the conversation, and uh, I don't know if our readers know this, or listeners, readers, hmm. maybe if you get a transcript of this thing, uh, but if our readers don't know, this was our 50th episode, and currently as it stands, we plan to do two more episodes, and then whether we quit or we go on a very long break, we have, you know, remains to be seen. But two more episodes coming up. Uh, and I think at least personally I'm very excited about making those so so let's see yeah. what happens yeah until then Ante cheery bye cheery bye <laughs> everybody Thank you for listening to episodes in Troubled Thinking. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes, because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week, and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.